Jared, what's your favorite club to hit? Driver, full send. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Full Send Podcast with Jared Wolf. The stories of life on the PGA Tour with Jared. I'm Trey Griggs. Thanks for joining us again today. Jared, what's up, man? How you doing? Great. How's it going? Doing well, man. Yeah, man. Doing great. So you're back in Florida after a solid week at the AT&T Byron Nelson Classic in Dallas. Um, let's talk about that for a minute. I had a nice 65 on Sunday, uh, moved up the leaderboard. It seemed like it was a pretty relatively easy course though for everybody, especially the ones that made the cut though. What was uh, what was that tournament like? What were some of the takeaways that you had from that event? Yeah, it was a great Sunday. I had a, uh, enjoyed that. Thursday was a good one too. Uh, I'd been struggling on my Thursday rounds and, uh, that was, you know, it was really good to get out the gate, uh, you know, not behind the eight ball. And, uh, yeah, the, the course was easy. It was, uh, it, it was pretty easy. We, uh, you know, they kind of had some easy conditions too on uh, Saturday. I didn't really take advantage of. And then, uh, but they, you know, they've got four par fives that they made reachable on Thursday and Friday. They moved the tee boxes up and on a, on a couple of them. And then uh, on the weekend, the longer ones, they made those shorter and then, push the other ones back to normal length. So, uh, they, he had four par four, four par fives that were very gettable. And then uh, he had two almost drivable par fours that, uh, you know, that you, so, you know, they're kind of handing you five or six birdies, uh, right there. If you, if you can hit, you know, some, some good tee shots. Yeah. It seemed like quite a few players are going for those, uh, par fours and, uh, you know, off the tee, which uh, is not, not usually very typical, but it seems like they're kind of doing a little bit more of that nowadays because there's a lot of excitement in it, seeing if guys can hit those shots, but you know, you got out to a great start. You shot 68 on Thursday. Um, however, what's it like to shoot a solid round of 468 and be eight behind, uh, you know, cause uh, Sebastian Munoz blitzed it with a 60 <laughs> on Thursday. It's crazy. Yeah, that was wild. I, I got done until, you know, I was like, man, we had a great round. That was, that was a lot of fun. That's good. And then a couple seconds later, I was like, yeah, we're eight behind, though. <laughs> we're still eight back. I just said it jokingly. I mean, that anybody shoots a score like that, it, you know, 99% of the field is going to be uh, way behind them. And that was, man, that was so impressive. Uh, yeah, that, it was, that was such a good call. Such a good round of golf, but um, that's kind of the the the, the addition of uh, these guys are good, you know, to shoot a nice sixty eight and be be eight back. But you know, getting out of the gate, I'm sure that helped out to get out to a really good start, like you said, have a great you know Thursday round to, to 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 finish it up. One thing I noticed, I was looking at your scoring average. Your your scoring average on uh, just overall is you know sitting right around seventy one point six five, I think is what it is. But your final round scoring average is sixty eight point eight you know, and including that 65 that you had on, uh, on Sunday or this past Sunday, what's that final round like, especially like, do, do you feel a little more relaxed on, on those rounds or what, what do you think is the difference for, you know, basically a three shot advantage on, on a Sunday? Yeah. The scoring average on breakdown per day has been pretty interesting. Uh, but to, you know, to answer your question, it, it was, I think Sundays, you know, I've, I don't know, I've kind of most most of them I haven't entered into the Sunday in a great position. I've been you know pretty far down the list, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like a no lose situation, you know. Just go just go play golf, and uh, you know don't really have much regard for score. And that's kind of been my issue on Saturdays is uh, you know focusing too much on where I'm at in the field, and oh I made the cut now I need to move up, and all this other stuff versus just just go play golf and 
Um, so that, that's kind of been the case. Like Thursday and Saturday, I think my scoring average is like 200th on tour. And then uh, my Friday and Sunday scoring averages are top 60 on tour. So, I mean, I, the, the good golf's there, but I just got to gotta figure out how to get that right mindset together on uh, Thursday and Saturday to, to put those scores um, you know, put those scores up and then finish you know, a lot higher on the scoreboard. Is there a different feeling after, you know, cause like the first round of course, it's just the beginning of the tournament. I think everybody gets a little bit of nerves, right. You know, at the beginning of any tournament, just the excitement and caring about it. Maybe same thing on Saturday, you know, now you're into almost another tournament. Um, is there something different about those kind of starts that, uh, that, that changes mentally for you when you get to Friday or Sunday? I think they do. I mean, I'm trying to try and obviously not to get them to be that way. Um, you know, or, or trying to keep, trying to keep those feelings on Friday and Sunday, but yeah, the Thursday you kind of come out, you know, it's a little unknown. You've, you've practiced all week, but I, I don't, I don't get to play the Wednesday pro-am. So, you know, is the course like it was on Tuesday or is it, you know, or has it, has it changed uh, a little bit or, you know, are the same swing feels and thoughts that I had that worked on the course on Tuesday, are those going to be there on when on Thursday too, or, you know, or, or not. And then, uh, you know, so that kind of, that kind of bleeds into my Thursday mentality. And that's, that's what I'm trying to get rid of, uh, you know, trying to trust what I've done on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that it works on Thursday. And that's what I felt like I did a really good job of um, this past week. And then, like you said, Saturday, it's like, all right, cool. I made the cut. Now it's, it's that same feeling of, I need to perform. I need to play well. I need to move up this leaderboard and I need to make birdies. And, you know, three or four holes in, I've made, you know, four pars and I'm mad because I'm not four under yet or something, you know? Um, and, and I've never been the kind of guy that's been, that said, all right, I'm going to go out and birdie all the holes today. I'm going to go shoot a number. Uh, I've never been that kind of guy. And, and that usually for me leads to, uh, you know, frustration and, um, and, and things when, when, uh, when I don't reach that goal, uh, right away. So that's, uh, that's something I'm trying to do on Saturdays is just, you know, go out and play golf and, and they do change the course up a little bit on Saturdays. So, you know, that's, that's to be fair. They move some tee boxes around. That's kind of their day that they like to change things up. Um, so I've got to be a little more aware of that and, uh, be ready for some more variables on Saturday than there were on Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it's interesting just the the mind games that kind of go into it. It's, it's it's unlike really any other sport because in basketball or football, or whatever, you just play one game and then you get some time off to think about you know the next game and it's usually a different opponent and things have changed. But in golf, it's like you're battling the same course every day, but there's these little nuances that uh, impact the way you think about it. And I'm sure that you know this is the hardest part of being a rookie on on the tour is just getting comfortable with the courses and what a tournament will do because, like you said, you don't know how they're going to change it from Tuesday to Thursday. But if you've played that tournament three or four times, you probably have a good idea of how they typically like to change it and can have a little more confidence off that first tee uh, as things get started. So uh, pretty fascinating how that Absolutely. all works in the game of golf. Yeah. All right, so you're, yeah, you're, you're spot on with that. All right. So let's talk about the FedEx cup real quick. So you're currently sitting uh 207th in points. You got 73 points. Um, second or um, 125th is at 252 points. 
uh, 200th place is you're not far behind that. You're seven points behind uh, 200th place. Those are some numbers that are pretty important. So you get inside the one, top 125, you keep your card for next year and you make the playoffs. You get inside the top 200, you make the corn Ferry tour playoffs. So even if you don't get in the, the FedEx cup playoffs, you have an opportunity to earn your card again through those three events at the corn Ferry tour. As you look at the rest of the season, you got about, you know, there's about 10 tournaments left, maybe six or seven that you're going to get into something like that. What's your mindset going into these last few events, the strategy of, you know, obviously you play good golf, it takes care of itself, but just kind of trying to position yourself for the end of the season to make a really strong run here. I think that, you know, looking at those two goals uh, kind of individually and, and trying to figure out, you know, what's realistic, what's, you know, what could happen. And obviously, like you said, if you play really good golf, it's not going to matter. You're going to, you're going to win or you're going to finish top five and that's going to take care of a lot of things for you. But, um, but, you know, looking at it, how do you position yourself to where you can play that best golf? And, and for me, I, about four weeks is, is as much as I can take, especially if during those four weeks I make the cuts. Um, you know, this last stretch, I missed the first three and then ended up, you know, making the last one, last, last cut. And then the last round of the four weeks was my best round of the whole thing. So I think, I think mentally I can handle more than that now. Um, so I, I might try to go five you know, five events or something like that, and then take one off and then go, you know, go back to the last one. But uh, it, it's just going to see how these next few weeks or, you know, next few events pan out to, to see, you know, if we've, if we've locked up the top 200 and then, you know, it looks like I'm going to have to go back to finals. And so I've got to, you know, make sure I'm fresh and ready to go for those events. Um, and then if not, you know, if I'm close to making the top 125, then, you know, you just keep playing and, and, you know, that's, that's the most important, most important part. So it kind of depends on how these next three or four tournaments go for me. Hopefully some momentum from the last week and, uh, you know, just the confidence that I've gained a lot of confidence since the beginning of the year, uh, when I, you know, wasn't playing as good. And, uh, and even though that last week was a 51st, it was a, it was a big step in the right direction with, uh, a mental game and, uh, attitudes and, uh, some, some putting was better. Driving the ball was exponentially better than it's been. The driver to me, the, my, my driver's back into where I can, uh, start using it as a weapon again. Uh, and so that, that, that's exciting for me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I'll just have to kind of manage how the end of the season goes, uh, with what it looks like realistically for the, you know, for the fall. Yeah, and certainly some momentum coming off of the Byron Nelson. Your strokes gained off the tee. You're up to 127th on tour right now, almost even. You're negative point one one zero five on that. And you made some huge putts on Sunday to keep the momentum going, especially a couple of par putts there on the back nine uh, to keep the momentum going, including, I think, about a 10 or 12-footer on 18 uh, to solidify the round. So it's got to feel good to be hitting the driver well, seeing those putts go in the hole, and uh, you know, getting ready for this final stretch. It's got to be some good vibes going. Yeah, it's always good, you know, when you see those ball, see those putts go in, and you know, see the ones going for birdie are obviously huge. Those are, you know, those are those are great. But it's the one where you maybe, you know, hit your hit hit a poor shot in, and you got fifty feet, and then you have to two putt, and you leave yourself five or six feet, and you make that one. Uh, you know, those are the ones that kind of pump you up a little bit, get your momentum going a little bit in the right direction, and um, you know, make you feel like you can be more aggressive with the second shots and knowing that your putting's there, that you can, you can pull it off. Uh, you know, if you do get in a little trouble and you chip it to six or eight feet, you're, you're putting good enough that day that you can, you can get yourself out of some trouble. 
All right. So real quick highlight from the Byron Nelson, uh, the, the people that you played with, uh, what was the, what was the best shot that didn't come off of your club face, uh, this past week at the Byron Nelson, any shots that uh, your playing partners hit that uh, were, were pretty cool to see? Hmm. Uh, well, I'll play with Brandon Wu on Saturday. I think he shot six or seven under, uh, so he, he made a few really good putts. Uh, that was, you know, that was good to see, uh, Sunday, I didn't really see much. Um, yeah, I think Saturday, probably Saturday. Uh, the guys I played with on Thursday, Friday, they didn't make the cut either, and uh, they, I think, they had a couple good shots here and there. But, uh, but yeah, I think, yeah, okay, yeah, on Saturday, uh, one of, or on Saturday or Saturday, my one of those Calum Taren on those drivable holes basically almost hit the flag stick, um, rolled it right past the hole and it ended up going into the fringe, but the group in front of us said it barely you know, missed the hole by an inch. You know, it was like a, you know, with a driver, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see a, a hole in one and a part four. I know it's kind of a weird question, but I always just wonder like, do the pros ever get impressed? Like the rest of us watching, watching the you know, other competitors hit shots or is it like, yeah, that's kind of, you know, par for the course. It's, that's what's expected, but, um, it is. Yeah, pretty oh, to see I those holes yeah. I have before, yeah, I have before. Um, I mean, I still remember the chip shot Aaron Badley hit in Louisiana once. Uh, you know, there's uh, Carlos Ortiz had a shot out of the bunker in San Francisco, gosh, four years ago that I can remember. Uh, Curtis Thompson hit one out of a fairway bunker a mile off the fairway uh, around some trees to a couple inches. Yeah, there's a couple shots I remember. I'm like, wow, that was, you know, I'm glad I was here to see that. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah, I remember Curtis Thompson uh, hitting a drive some forty yards past you, which that that alone is pretty impressive, uh, considering that I'm you know I'm a hundred yards behind you. Um, so some, sometimes those guys hit shots, you're like, wow, that's really that's really fun to watch. Pretty impressive, very cool. Well, you got a couple terms coming up. So one of them is potentially the U.S. Open. You're going to be doing um, uh, the, the sectional qualifying in Dallas coming up in a week or two. Is that correct? Yeah, this next Monday I'll do uh, thirty six holes in Dallas to uh, track qualify for the U.S. Open. And you've qualified in the past. Uh, what's the mentality going into, you know, U.S. Open qualifier? Well, yeah, it's, well, whatever it is, I'm getting, I'm getting really close to doing it because I've been second alternate like three or four times at each, uh, when I go to these things. And so I'm kind of ready to not be on the alternate list. Just want to <laughs> punch it through. Um, it's, you know, 36 holes. It's a bit of a marathon in one day. Uh, you know, you don't, just good solid golf usually gets you through. It's not like a Monday qualifier for a corn ferry tour event where you have to go shoot eight or nine under, uh, in one round. It's, it's usually the guy that shot like, you know, three under four under or something like that, you know, four under five under, something like that. Um, something consistent. Uh, it's two different golf courses for us, but I think last year I shot four under and maybe two or three under, um, to get, there two years ago to be second alternate and first alternate on our, at that site typically always gets in. So, uh, you know, I, I, it's just, it's just kind of like, you know, being, being aggressive, but not stupid. Uh, whereas sometimes in the corn fairy event, you know, you're or PJ tour Monday or a corn fairy Monday, you're one under through 12 holes and you're like, well, I got a birdie out. So then you just go crazy. Like you don't really have to do that. Um, until maybe you're, you know, halfway through your second round and you've and you're only, you know, one under, then you have to, you know, try to make five or six more birdies and then you take some risks. But, um, usually it's good, solid golf that gets you through on that one. 
Yeah, and I know that in Monday qualifiers, a lot of times a good portion of the uh, competitors that start the round don't finish the round because <laughs> uh, you know they're out of it after yeah. the holes or whatever. Does that happen in the sectional qualifiers? Do do players just stop oh, playing? Yeah. Is it is it very different at the f- in, end of the day as compared to the beginning of the day? Absolutely, especially we've got uh, next week is the uh, Schwab Cup or Schwab Challenge, Charles Schwab Challenge. It's in it's in Dallas, so you're got you're going to have a decent amount of guys from that field playing in the Monday qualifier. And if they get done with the first round and they're not in contention, uh, you're going to get a decent amount of them leaving so that they don't, you know, use up the rest of their energy uh, on the next 18, you know, and so they're going to go on over to their course for the tournament that week. Uh, and the same thing's true. And uh, in Columbus, Ohio, they've got, they played that one on the Monday after uh, the Memorial. So you got guys that are pretty tired already. And then, you know, they go and play that after one round, they might check out and say, I'm done. Um, kind of thing. I think it happens probably more in this 36 hole thing than it does in the 18. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that, uh, quite a few start, but what percentage, maybe like 30, 40% bow out. What would you say? Uh, I'd say probably 10 to 15%, okay. you know, back out. Yeah which is still yeah. a lot because most of the guys that, that look like they back out of the corn fairy ones are, are guys that got the call that they ended up getting in the, in the tournament. And then it just says WD on there. Um, and, you know, five or six of those every, every week. So I don't know. I'd say it's probably going to be about 15% dropout. We may have to check that out. I think I may, may do a little uh, research at the open uh, qualifier and just see, uh, see what percentage of people actually make it to the end of, uh, of that. But um, pretty interesting. Yeah, I may, be way, I may be way off. <laughs> I may be way <laughs> off, but I, that's, that's my, that would be my thought. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Well, we have a major going on right now. we got the PGA Championship. Uh, just got done watching uh, the, the featured group of Woods and Spieth and, uh, and Roy McIlroy. McIlroy shooting a 565 today. Um, who, who are your picks for the PGA? You know, if you have to look at your fellow competitors, uh, you know, obviously not playing this week in that, in that event. Who do, you, who do you feel like has a really good shot this week? Well, I, you know, uh, Will's out horse is, you know, he's just such a ball striker and those – in those majors like that, you've got to hit the ball well, and he hits it long and off the tee. Uh, if Cameron Young's uh, tee balls are going, you know, directionally where he wants them to, he's going to be doing really well. Um, obviously, Rory has played well. I think he's. I think. I think it's time. It's he's due to come back and start playing really well. Uh, again, I mean, Spieth. I don't know what he finished at today, but I mean, he looked pretty good last week. Plus two. Uh, I know it was yeah, he shot seventy-two. Course, but. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think he's still, even though, I mean, he's won an event this year, he's finished second. Like he's, you know, he's obviously doing really well. Um, but I think he's still in those majors. I think you have to have everything on, you know, firing at a hundred percent. I think he still might be looking, you know, a little bit with, uh, uh, either the swing or the putter or something like that. But, uh, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, he's Jordan Spieth. He might go shoot 64 tomorrow and then, you know, still win the thing. You just um, never know. You know those, those guys, those guys have those guys have winning inside of them, and they don't. You know, sometimes it just doesn't matter how they're hitting it or what's going on. They're gonna they're gonna try to find a way to win. Um, well, you know, speed speed. Uh, I think, almost yeah, won. I think Zell Torres. 
Yeah, Go Spieth ahead. almost won the last one that uh, you know he said he couldn't even make a putt. Uh, he and he, he almost won the the, the Byron Nelson. So um, those guys definitely right. have gear. Bazal Torres is a great ball striker. I love the fact that McElroy shot sixty five. You know, I I heard today that he has not led a major championship round since twenty fourteen. He's not even led, uh, which is just shocking uh, considering his talent. Wow. Level. Um, to be doing that. But one guy who I think is under the radar, who's actually ready to break through, I think Xander Shoffley is going to have a good week. I'm excited for him. And uh, it's not just because oh, he's yeah. short. Um, you know, <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot of fun to watch. Great putter. Yeah, he was, it was wild last week. He was, uh, when I was on, on Friday, I think I had the, it was afternoon morning. So I was in the morning on Friday and I was just watching some groups, you know, I was kind of, I was on the cut line. Uh, so I just was kind of watching some coverage and I was like, Oh man, Xander's three over. And I'm like, Oh, that stinks. He's probably gonna miss cut. Like, you know, just, it's fun to have big names in on the weekend because the crowds, you know, crowds love it. So, um, I was looking and then, and then I don't know, I looked 30 minutes later and he's three under and I'm like, what the heck? And then you know, a few <laughs> minutes later, he's five under. I'm like, this guy went eight under on his last like 10 holes, 10 holes. 12 yeah, holes. He did. And then, and then I'm playing on set on Sunday and I see him at 20 under. I'm like, what the heck? Like this guy is on fire. And so I think that's a great call that, that he's going to have a, you know, I think he's really, really, really in, into some form now. Yeah. His last 45 holes, I think he played in 25 under 24 under something, something stupid. I mean, it's just like, that's just crazy golf. Crazy. So yeah, you get on those runs and uh, you know, he just, he seems like he has the temperament and he's such a competitor. He's such a grinder. Um, I could see him in a, in a tournament like this, especially if he heats up and gets dry and runs pretty fast that he'll, he'll be right there. And, uh, his short game is just so good. So it's a lot of fun to, a lot of fun to watch that. All right, let's close out with some questions from fans. Uh, so first of all, one question is how fast have you had that, uh, that caddy up to yet from Wilson Cadillac? Uh, not fast enough. No police officers watch uh, listening to this podcast uh, in the Florida no, area. I, uh, I haven't gotten it up as fast as I want, but uh, but it's it is fun to take some turns on in the all wheel drive and everything. It's kind of yeah. Shout out to, to Wilson Cadillac. They're faster. Are they in are they yep. in, uh, Oklahoma City or Tulsa? Where are they? Uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. In Stillwater, okay, right outside of Oklahoma City. So shout yeah. out to them, the PJs in their home state uh, this week. But I'm hoping to one day get a ride in that bad boy and uh, and just kind of check that Absolutely. out. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. That's pretty cool. All right, next question is: uh, Speaking of, you made the cut this past week, the Byron Nelson. So Jeff Earhart wants to know what do you eat for dinner on Friday nights when you make the cut? Do you have a uh, every Friday night type of meal? Like, hey, I made the cut, I'm going to celebrate. I think I I think I know what the answer should be, but I want to hear if you what you do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I I read I read your answer to that on uh, on Twitter, and uh, I I wish it was sushi um, every time, but usually, uh, man, I I'm I'm just a sucker for you know like just for some steak, you know, something like that on or uh, you know on Friday, uh, some potatoes and and steak, and that's usually kind of my thing. Uh, I think we had barbecue. No, we had barbecue on Saturday. Can't remember what I had on Friday last week, but um, but yeah, I usually try to get I usually try to get some sort of like uh, some sort of meat that I really like, and I just enjoy that. Um, nice. And you know, which barbecue I, place I did you of sushi with it? Uh, you should, as always. What, mm-hmm. what barbecue place did you go to in Dallas? Went to Hutchins Barbecue. Hutchins. Had okay. uh, the Texas Twinkie, which is a jalapeno stuffed with. Uh, stuff with cream cheese and brisket 
wrapped in bacon. Wow. That sounds, that and sounds amazing. It, it was amazing. Yeah. That is correct. That sounds, it, it is okay. fully golly. It was good. Yeah. I, I, I was hoping it was the sushi run. Cause that to me is like, that's celebratory at any time. But he, Takes a pretty good, pretty good uh, celebration for for making the cut. So, um, good, good answer on that. Okay, last question: What is in your pockets during a tournament round of golf? Do you have uh, anything superstitious? I mean, you got coins, obviously. Hopefully, maybe coin different. What, what's in your pockets during a round of golf? Uh, probably about eight tees. Uh, eight tees. Wow, I, that's a lot of tees. About eight tees. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't like having too little in there. Like I need to feel them. I need to know something's in there. Uh, I've got my marker, uh, latched onto my back pocket. Cause I always, I always like touch it before I go into the ball for some reason. I don't know why I got in the habit of doing that. Uh, and so every once in a while it'll fall out or it'll sit in the bottom of my pocket and I'll miss that little touch. Like when I do, when I walk into the ball and it's, I'm like, Whoa, where's, you know, where's my marker? Um, I've got, uh, I've got a ball marker with, uh, Kelsey's picture on it. Uh, and I've got another one with Kelsey and Chloe and another one with all three of us. Uh, I'll use those throughout the round. Like I'll switch them up sometimes. I'll have that. And then, uh, it's good because it has an arrow on the other side. So I like to use that arrow for when guys want me to move the coin around. Then I always have a smaller one right now. It's been a dormy network, uh, small coin so that I can mark it when I'm closer to the hole. Uh, what else? Um, yeah, the yardage book in the back left pocket and uh right glove or left the glove goes in the uh in the back right. Nice. So so how many coins are you carrying around? How many markers? Two. I carry two with me. You carry two every every round. Okay. Several different options, but carry two. Yeah. That's a lot of T's, man. I'm gonna tell you it's a lot of T's. Now you're, you're a lot taller. I'm sure the, the 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 pockets on your pants are a lot bigger than mine, of course, being so little, but I I carry three <laughs> and that's about that's about all I can handle. Eight T's is quite a bit. No, that's cool, man. So uh so next step. So you've got uh, you've got a corn fairy tour event coming up, you got US Open qualifying, and then when's the next tournament outside of the US Open that we'll see at? Uh, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it'll be travelers I'm hoping to get into that one. Uh, and if that doesn't work, and I think next, the next week is John Deere. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So definitely John Deere. Uh, but hopefully, uh, you know, fingers crossed on the travelers that uh, I really want to get into that one. That one's supposed to be fun. Um, supposed to be a great, you know, great tournament all the way around. Um, yeah. And the John Deere yeah. is, uh, is, yeah. is usually right before the open because they take that charter flight, but this, this year it's two weeks before the open. So there's no charter flight from John Deere anymore to the open championship. Right. They have the Scottish that. open and then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Barbasol, Barbasol and Barracuda. And Barracuda. Yeah. That's right. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Well, man, we well, appreciate I've gotta, it. I've got re- to revisit the, uh, the food thing real quick. So the, to, to answer or Jeff didn't ask it, but, uh, the, the, another good one that I get asked is what do I eat on Sunday after I get done playing? Like after the tournament's over mm. and we, uh, we do pizza on Sunday. That's where we go. I okay. get, uh, for some reason I got into a tradition of doing that when I was on the corn ferry and I, I started, uh, and, and back then I was top tenning a lot. So I would call it my top 10 pizza, uh, every week. And I'd go find a different place to get some pizza and I'd eat, you know, eat my face, eat my body weight worth of it. And then, uh, <laughs> now it's, now it's just, Hey, we got done with the week pizza. So, <laughs> uh, that went, that we went to Shelby's Shelby's pizza and, uh, outside of Dallas and up in McKinney. 
and uh, that you, was that was some some of the best pizza we've had. Do you prefer local pizza, like something you can't get in Jacksonville, or do you have a specific pizza chain that you prefer over the others? No, local. Uh, we have, have to do local. Uh, I, no disrespect to, to the pizza chains, but uh, I, I do local. If I but if I have to, like if I'm on the road and I'm you know there's nothing around, I'll go to a Mod Pizza or Apology. Those are nice. nice yeah. I don't not yeah. a fan of Blaze. Yeah. Yeah, mod, mod's legit. I'm a big fan of mod as well, but uh, but that's that's uh, that's pretty fun. So we do pizzas on Friday, Friday movie night. So I'm with you. And it's always nice to have a pizza pizza day, uh, which is fun. Mm, well, it. hey man, listen, we appreciate the time as always. Uh, hope you have a great you know, practice sessions coming up and some good time with the family. Look forward to seeing how that US uh, Open qualifier works out, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Awesome, thanks, Trey. Appreciate it. All right, take care, buddy. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Full Send Podcast, an inside look at Jared Wolf's journey on the PGA Tour. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a comment. That will help others find us easier. And until next time, hit them long and hit them straight. We'll see you soon.